0: Downloads of this show are available on podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, let's go.
1: You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest?
0: Oh my goodness gracious, welcome back to another installment. Yes, another installment of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith, from now until the top of the hour. This is Young Persons Radio. It is the first of our astonishing 12-hour block of live talk shows this and every Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are followed at 11 o'clock by Points of Order, the great sports talk show, which is then followed at noon by The Stroll Show where we interview local bands, and then at 1 o'clock is objection to the rules, so we've got comedy first, then sports, then music, then politics, covered all morning right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, so do not touch that dial. Now, before we get into it, I want to mention that our great partner, Secondhand Records, is still uh, uh, very close to us here at the studio They are located, uh, in fact, right above us at 1345 DeKalb Avenue, and they open at noon today. They have a great selection, and we encourage you to come and check them out and, you know, see some of our hosts as they walk past you down to the basement where I am right now to do their show. Now, I usually do a little bit of business at the top, but we have a lot of important stuff to talk about today. Now, if you're like me, you spent... Three full months this summer, completely engrossed in the newest season of Twin Peaks, the iconic drama series from David Lynch and Mark Frost that premiered in April 1990. ABC infamously, maybe infamously, I don't know, canceled Twin Peaks after the cliffhanger that closed out its second season and now 25 years later, Frost and Lynch found a new home for the series on Showtime and revived the series for an 18-episode run. If you are again like me, you had a lot of doubts about this given the expansive time that had elapsed since the the original Twin Peaks, as well as the 10-plus years that had elapsed since Lynch's last film project, which was 2006's Inlet Empire, and finally the grieving suspicion that the original series uh, didn't quite live up to uh, all the hipster cred that it has uh, surrounding it constantly. And if you are still like me, you pushed past all of this, all of it, and found Twin Peaks The Return to be a terrific breath of fresh air, completely uninterested in indulging viewers' nostalgia for the original show and instead creating something with an entirely new look and tone, with its scope extending beyond the insular logging town of the first two seasons and expanding across much of the continental United States. And finally, if you are like me, you have absolutely no one to talk to about this, as the show is by no means a ratings win for Showtime. So, today's show... We change all of that. We're talking all Twin Peaks for the rest of the hour, and to help me, I am joined by one of our only repeat guests in the history of the program. She is the managing editor at Death and Taxes, and her writing has appeared in Rolling Stone, Esquire, Paper Mag, The Village Voice, and so many more. Welcome back to the show, Maggie Sirota.
1: Hey, Colby.
0: I'm very excited you're here.
1: Were you even born when the original Twin Peaks was on?
0: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. This is Young premier- Persons Radio. And yes. You are young. Per- you are the yeah. resident young person. I'm the, I'm the young person. Yeah. 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 Uh, I missed it by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I was born when the second season was on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's as specific as I'll get.
1: You're in in the crib being like, wow, ABC's meddling too much yeah, in this. Uh, exactly. They should just let uh, Frost and Lynch... Uh-
0: <laughs> yeah, I was peering over the top of the, yeah. of the crib just being like, this isn't the show I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's with Billy Zane's character? <laughs> what
0: is with Billy Zane's character? <laughs> the next hour is all just going to be about Billy Zane's character. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, uh, part of the reason I asked you here is because you uh, were consistently, I guess, tweeting about the show sure, yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, Facebook about. It. And as I said, it was not a huge it wasn't it wasn't a big hit in the way that I think Showtime probably wanted it. it uh, there were moments, I think, throughout the season that kind yeah. of dominated uh, uh, the conversation. Sure. The, the eighth episode, eighth, I guess, yeah, episode being the eight, biggest yeah. one, uh, yeah. which, uh, you know, we'll get to shortly. Um, but what had you, well, I guess we can back up a little bit and say you were a fan of the show when it originally premiered in 1990 or did you find it later? Like,
1: um, I watched it when I, so I was in middle school, 1990, I guess I was either in sixth grade or starting middle school. I was in middle school when it eventually ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember like as a kid, like, you know, like all the crappy syndicated channels like before, like. The CW it was a CW. It was right. phl 17 okay. on the UHF dial. Yeah. And so they would replay movies and then be like, Dune. You know, they'd oh, replay yeah. Dune. And I kind of knew, like, oh, Kyle MacLachlan makes me feel funny. <laughs> 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 so that was part of the draw. I didn't really get what was going on, but enough was happening for me to watch Twin Peaks yeah. as like a middle school kid. Yeah. And, and then I just rediscovered it later as an adult because mm-hmm. I just wasn't capable of really grasping what was. And I what was m- going on, yeah. yeah. And I have to admit I wasn't looking forward to the revival because like just so like the, so many revivals and things brought back years later are just terrible. Yes. Like that oh, X-Files yeah. revival. I was just gonna bring up the X-Files. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Uh I said whenever it uh, the the I watched the first few episodes of the new mm-hmm. season, I I was talking about the X-Files specifically. I was like yeah. it they it was around the same timeline. It was like twenty sixteen, yeah. I think the new yeah. uh the new episodes came back. And they really just kind of tried to do the same thing over again, and everybody looked noticeably older and the the magic was noticeably gone well, and that, not like the,
1: they brought like the worst of the rigi- like yes. this, the tie ty- like the plot lines from the original series. it's like number one, they started out with like you know all that stuff you did that was all a ruse <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, like you just like threw out the entire premise of the show like, yeah yeah, and then they're like th- talking about their son and like that their son was like the dumbest part of the original series, like it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. So, yeah, it was just dumb. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> agree, agree that New X-Files, they're doing more, by the way. They're yeah, doing more. No, one, no one asked for this. No. By, and no. no one,
1: I mean me. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but I am kind of surprised. I don't feel like the, the New, if we can sidetrack for the New yeah. X-Files a little bit. I I don't think it was, again, it was not a huge success. Ratings-wise, I don't think.
1: I mean it was enough to make another one. I mean I guess. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just
0: kinda I'm I'm just surprised I mean, they're doing six at a time, you know. Right. It's it's not gonna uh, you know, dominate any kind of but then, you know what really does it? Yeah. What's the last like big T V hit? Maybe Stranger Things, maybe from last year? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. in terms of something that like everybody's talking about.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, like something that really panders to nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: true. Yeah, speaking of. Yeah. Um so when you were uh, uh what we're talking about how we weren't uh really into the idea of it coming back right. uh, uh, because it does it, it it's a spiritual sibling of the X-Files I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of crossover um cast yeah. members. Yes. Um Garland Briggs in Twin Peaks played Dana Scully's mom. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, David Duchovny, Denise. Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. Uh, that is, we'll talk about that scene later on sure, too, yeah. where uh, he he makes a surprise return. Uh, yeah. in the return. Um, but yeah, so uh, the <laughs> the the idea of like going back to Twin Peaks, it, coming out of the like uh, the Renaissance that it's mm-hmm. had, I guess, in the last couple of years since it's been on, uh, it's been on Netflix and on DVD and everything. Right. Like, yeah. And people come back to it. Um, it seemed. Uh, insane to me to pick up that story right after, I mean, there's a, click, a cliffhanger ending, obviously, yeah. but uh, there was kind of an ending to yeah. it, uh, yeah. in the sense that, had that really been the end of Twin Peaks forever, do you think it would have been a satisfying, a um, satisfying conclusion?
1: I mean, it's probably as neat and tidy as you're ever going to get yeah. from, you know, Frost and Lynch. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, fast forward to May 2017.
1: Yes, right. let's go there.
0: The first three episodes premiere. Four. Was it all fourth? I watched time? them all night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I did up. two. I think I did two yeah. and two. Uh, they- no,
1: we didn't get to how you got into it, because you oh, right. are, you know, like you, you know, we're like a zygote. Yes, when, yes <laughs> <when> that's
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I found it uh, much later, obviously. I um, had heard about it in college, and then when they announced, I think it was like 2015 it was as early as 2015 or 2014 mm-hmm. maybe that they announced uh that they were gonna go back to it sure. uh that's when I took the plunge and was like well I got I, everyone's gonna be talking about this again right. I'm gonna have to know what I'm what everyone's talking about sure and then you know I was wrong <laughs> nobody uh nobody talks about nobody it. but yeah I was uh and I really I had a similar reaction to a lot of people where I was so into it uh for the first I, I would say even into the second season, yeah. like into like yeah. like ten ten twelve mm-hmm. episodes, but then yeah. that that back half of the of the yeah. second season is really a slog.
1: Yeah, it's like when like when I think when Coop decides to become a sheriff, puts the FBI and become a sheriff, yeah. it's like
0: yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it because people kept telling me, uh, you know, it gets good again towards the end of the second season, yeah. and the last episode of the second season it's which, uh, is is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so scary. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you know our listeners are just catching up this is uh, uh Cooper's return I guess his first entrance to the Black Lodge. Yeah. It's not in uh not in a dream. Mhm. Uh, and it's it's an amaz- it's crazy that that was on television in 1991. It's, yeah. a, yeah. a, it's a really abstract mm-hmm. uh just terrifying 10 plus minute sequence of just yeah. like, all of these, all these avant-garde. Well, and every we
1: just, scene in the when, when every like scene where like Michael J. Anderson's talking backwards, I can't imagine like, like yeah. ABC at like eight o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this also, so we can take a, 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 a brief, uh, let's do a brief clip here. So, sure. uh, this is 1991, uh, when this is going on. And at this point, uh, the network was maybe actively trying to kill mm-hmm. uh, Twin Peaks at this point, where they had moved it to a Saturday oh, yeah, night in yeah. the airtime. So at that, it, this is uh, uh, this is David Lynch going on. Uh, I think David Letterman. Okay. to, Yeah, just David Letterman to The uh, summit of the Davids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to uh, try and pitch uh, Twin Peaks to viewers. All right. All right. Forward. Yeah. Uh, tell us now what is happening with the with the show. It's been on ABC now for two years. And it, when it came on, it was like one of the most talked about, uh, most highly rated shows of all time. So where do we stand now? Well, we've been, uh, those popularity polls, that we've been decreasing in them uh, steadily. Mm-hmm. And um, there may be lots of reasons, but it doesn't make any difference. Now we're sort of in trouble, and we think uh, that we have a good show, and right. we can do well on a weeknight. Because we feel very strongly that the people who like Twin Peaks are Party people. (laughs) What does that mean exactly? They are not home on Saturday night. Oh, I see. They they make they they don't want to be home on Saturday night, and um and so to have the show on that would be wrong. Right. So the people who like Twin Peaks are party people. Uh, You
1: and me, party. We're party people.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So the show gets canceled. Mm Uh. At that point, and it comes back. And um. What was your reaction? I guess to those first those first four episodes because it was as i said at the beginning it was very different in look and feel yeah
1: I, I mean the first couple episodes i was intrigued but it was also a little slow so i didn't know yeah. if i could hang on to that pacing mm-hmm. but then when dougie like the las vegas storyline came in i was like i was hooked
0: oh really <laughs> yeah oh i know i
1: know dougie was a frustrating like <laughs> yes dougie was frustrating for a lot of people but i really thought that whole las vegas storyline was so fun yeah
0: yeah just uh, just for uh for people so at this point uh very early in the season uh Cooper, the comic lock character essentially comes back to the, the twin piece reality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, he looks the same and dresses the same, but he doesn't have his mind or his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's just, he's kind of, he, you know, he's kind of like Peter Sellers in being there. He's just yeah. kind of this empty vessel just kind of going through.
1: But there's these moments where the real <laughs> Cooper is try struggling to come out.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like
1: when he sees the red shoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. There are things that kind of jog his memory yeah. and clearly means something to him. Um, as frustrating as this was for the first couple episodes for me because it's very it's like a tv trope to have the, like the amnesiac right. character and just be like who am i who yeah. are you and just kind of wander through the day and you're like when is it going to come back um but i also i think it was the thing that in a way also hooked me to the new show mm-hmm. and that i respected the hell out of David Lynch and Mark Frost know that Cooper is the thing everybody loves most about yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah. And that's the thing that they're keeping from us yeah. uh, at that point. And I was like, well, you know, respect. Yeah. <laughs> <You>
1: know? <laughs> I, I was almost expecting for Cooper to just be catatonic the whole time. Yeah, you know? I know. I was at a certain point, I was just like, you know what? I'm just, Dougie's here. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, well, I got to
0: like 13, 14 episodes in, and I was like, well, I guess... I guess this is his life
1: now. Yeah, this is, uh <laughs> well, I mean, something that kind of rang really funny for me in the Dougie scenes is how he could kind of, like, it's just kind of like how, like, mediocre white men can just kind of sleepwalk through life yes. and everyone will kind of, <laughs> yeah, like, carry their water. Like, you can <laughs> yeah. just, like, stumble. They can just stumble through life and it's okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess this would also be a good point to talk about, uh, Kyle McLaughlin specifically and how good he is, how much he has to do this time around. I mean, he's essentially playing three different characters Mm -hmm. at least, uh, and, uh, um, he, he just nails all of them. They're all so different from each other in terms of just like how he physically inhabits each one is like, they move very differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they obviously speak very differently. Uh, I, I was so impressed with him every week.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just to him, like a, I, looked, he looked like evil Danzig in the yeah. <laughs> Mr. C incarnation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the black, um, the black eyes are his idea. The black uh, contact lenses. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, uh, um, <laughs> the first time I saw Kyle McLaughlin in anything, mm-hmm. it was in the live-action Flintstones movie. What? <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, in which he played the villain, uh, mm-hmm. Cliff VanderCave. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if you are, how familiar you are with the live action Flintstones movie. I only just learned he was in that movie. Okay, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) But in the movie, uh, Fred Flintstone gets uh, played by John Goodman, gets promoted out of the quarry, and becomes an executive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it turns out that it's all a scam by Kyle McLaughlin to embezzle money from the Slate Company and blame it on Fred Flintstone. Oh,
1: no. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he was a villain the first time I saw him.
1: Well, he's kind he's a villain in Showgirls.
0: (laughs) I haven't seen Showgirls. You should see Showgirls. I got to see Showgirls. I also he, haven't seen. Go ahead. Go ahead. He apparently
1: ahead. like walked out of the premiere show, girls.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Because he was like embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Okay.
1: But um, it sounds like he's made his piece of that movie. Like when he talks about it, he kind of yeah. recognizes it's kind of a cult classic. Yeah. But um,
0: there was a there was an Esquire profile on him recently. That, yeah, my uh, friend Tyler wrote it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He uh, uh, it was great. It was really great. It was great. great. Yeah. Um, but he he seems like he yeah he seems to have made his piece with it. as yeah. You said. Yeah. He, and he
1: kind of seems to have made his piece of like I don't want to be typecast as Cooper, and he kind of like seems to have made his piece of that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, which is good because yeah, like, yeah, David Lynch, it. I
1: think cut down his role in mm-hmm. Firewalk with me. Cause he didn't, was really reluctant to return to that. Oh really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I haven't seen Firewalk with me. Oh, so you it's were missing,
1: you were missing some stuff. There and- was a
0: lot I had to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I, I I. so when I had, they
1: found the pages of the diary you're like Rrr.
0: yeah I was like oh there was a di-. no they talk about the diary in the show <laughs> right but yeah no it was uh, it was completely new to me I thought that whole sequence was really cool mm-hmm. the, of Hawk finding it in the, the bathroom door oh yeah, yeah 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 anytime like there's no music in a a David Lynch thing, and you can mm-hmm. just kind of hear the footsteps and like all the sounds of, yeah, like the door creaking is, is amplified. I'm in 100%. Oh,
1: dude, I'm so glad you brought up Hawk because Michael Horace, the actor who plays yes. him, has the most charming Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Well,
0: like, I'm following it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's like he'll be like his cat because he like just it features his cat Carlos very heavily. Okay. And it'll be like the cat just sitting there. he would be like, Carlos wants to know what episode eight means. Yeah. Then the next picture will be Carlos like in a different position. Oh, that's what it means. <laughs> like just like a lot of like Carlos reacting to whatever happened in yeah. the last episode of
0: <laughs> Yeah. Do you think uh do you think Michael Horse has an Instagram for his cat? Like his cat has an Instagram.
1: Oh, uh, he should. I think he's just using it. But uh I Carlos is a star, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: what what's what's the handle? Give me the handle.
1: Um I think the is ha- it... handle is official official Michael Horse. Okay.
0: All right. I'm checking well, it out.
1: Let me see. Let me uh this, I'll get this up,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, so as we were saying, the uh, uh those first two episodes, i I've, I agree, I felt like there was I didn't love them, um, but I
1: official Deputy Hawk is okay, his, oh, nice, yeah. nice,
0: okay. Um, yeah, so I didn't love them, but they, they, there was enough interesting stuff going mm-hmm. on that it was, it was like, like the the um, the original show, and that like even when it was there was a slow storyline or something, yeah. I didn't really care about uh there was enough other interesting stuff going on yeah it was i my joke at the time was uh david lynch after inland empire he's just going through making his furniture or whatever Mm -hmm. he does during the day just slowly writing ideas for Mm -hmm. scenes down in his notebook uh for years Mm -hmm. showtime comes to him in 2015 and they say we want to do a new twin peaks and he's like uh okay films every scene he's written down in his notebook in sequence that he wrote it down with, and just goes. This is the new Twin Peaks.
1: <laughs> what do you think of the theory that um, Mulholland Drive and this exists in the same universe?
0: I've heard that before. I think yeah. uh, I definitely thought of Mulholland Drive when a I lot. was yeah. uh, watching the finale yeah. in terms of like the like sudden identity switch, yeah. and uh, yeah. all of that. But uh, it would make a lot of sense. I mean, there's a lot of the same actors yeah. playing very similar characters, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the guy that the scariest scene in Mulholland Drive, which is the diner scene, yeah, uh, that guy is the Las Vegas oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. contact for yeah. Mr. C. So, like, I don't think it's an accident that these actors get cast in the specific roles they get cast. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, well, something I was just pointing out to me recently is that um, in the scene where they go to Club Silencio, mm-hmm. um, Laura Palmer and Renette Pulaski are sitting in the seats.
0: Are they really? Yeah. yeah. In Maholland Drive? Yeah, yeah. I've never noticed that. Yeah. Before. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah.
1: It's a blink if you miss a thing, but they're there.
0: Well, yeah. talking about uh, Laura Palmer, that uh, Cheryl Lee is the actress. Yes. She was in Wild at Heart as the good witch at the end who appears to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: Wild at Heart. That's one that doesn't really get talked about a lot in, I, in the Lynch Panther. Yeah.
0: I've been, I've just been going through them all to, yeah. uh, to, since uh, since tw- uh, Twin Peaks is over. So, so this is how you're coping? Yeah. This is how I'm coping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is hard. Like it's, it's, it's like a lot of Lynch's stuff in that I'm not sure I could make a case for all of it being what we call good right but it is super memorable yeah and it just like sticks in your craw yeah for a while
1: yeah it's kind of weird to me that like I'm not gonna have an episode tonight
0: yeah like I- <laughs> yeah yeah this is the first week without a new one yeah. It's a bummer, yeah, <laughs> I hate it
1: <laughs> Wait, it's like this is life in the post twin Peaks world, <laughs> yes
0: so let's let's talk about episode eight, okay, episode eight uh I saw the I didn't get to watch it live, I saw it the day after, so I saw all the the tweets see, being yeah. like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, right, like, the best hour of television ever, and then you watch it, it's uh mostly without dialogue, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of. I mean, how do you even describe? It? I'm trying to like describe it for the radio, and I just can't do. It. It's like it, it's it's a it's an origin story right. essentially of yeah. uh, how how Laura Palmer and Bob, the evil spirit Bob, came into the world. Yeah, uh, it sounds
1: like it seems like the atomic bomb just kind of fractured yes. this <laughs> the fractured the world and yeah. Like, yeah. ushered in this new era of evil.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we it's just but it's it's told completely visually mm-hmm. uh, and uh, um. There's sound, but there's no, there are hardly any lines in the yeah. in the episode. Uh, and it's, it's the, one of the most memorable parts of the season. Sure. It's got, it's only tangentially related, I guess. Mm-hmm. We see hardly any characters we mm-hmm. know. And yet it's this, it's this like powerhouse of um, an hour.
1: My friend just read, read it, just watched it recently. She just watched the series. And let me read you the, um, her text to me when we get to episode eight. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Episode eight. Episode eight. Hold on, i got to scroll back a little bit. But it's just kind of funny when someone watches it for the first time. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. So she's, she's going through it now? Yeah, she, said, she, just, okay, read yeah, it. Yeah. she just watched yeah. it the other day. She I just, did hear people say that they were waiting for it to be done so they yeah. could just go through And I'm jealous of, of yeah. that. Yeah, I know. But that now, so, yeah, sounds kind yeah. of exhausting. <laughs> all
1: right, so all caps, ha, 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 nine-inch nails. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> then she's, I don't know if I can curse. So you can, yeah. Okay. This goddamn seizure it better be worth it <laughs> I don't know at what point she said <laughs> buckle up this is the kind of lynch I know and love but he better stop with this fucking bubble of Bob <laughs> and then oh then this if this bug thing crawls in her fucking mouth I'm goddamn out of here
0: and, and sure enough <laughs> and then
1: oh hell no nah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> that it it every every day think <laughs> there's always one moment where you're like you see it coming, and you're just like, no, no. please, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but every, everybody, look, if you haven't seen Part A, check out Part A. I
1: <laughs> think I made a good sell. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> How uh, much did, like, this is the water and this is the well just haunt you? Oh, I loved, I loved it so much. Yeah, uh,
0: I think he is so, Twin Peaks especially is so good at having these just, like, these these this phraseology like that that is just like there's something about it you don't mm-hmm. really know what it means but you know that it it's affecting you, you yeah know? yeah uh, and that was like that just the the repetition I, the like guttural voice like
1: well I <laughs> wonder because like David Lynch is really into transcendal, transcendal meditation, mm-hmm. transcendental meditation yeah. transcendental meditation yeah yeah and um so I'm wondering if that is having these like kind of phrases that this phraseology that kind of feels like a mantra
0: mm-hmm.
1: even a, this kind of a scary mantra but I wonder yeah. if it, if it, so any of that comes from his practice yeah
0: yeah i know he, he's talked extensively i guess about how that practice has like influenced his mm-hmm. idea generating right. process um but i wonder if I, i'm sure if people have pointed out in just like reviews and things i've read since then how like the principles of buddhism i guess kind of creep into his work post mm-hmm. uh i guess post blue velvet because i think the late 80s is when he started right. uh, practicing mm-hmm. uh but I've, i'm sure there's like a there's somebody working on a PhD thesis somewhere right now <laughs> about that very topic.
1: <laughs> I'm sure someone's working on their PhD thesis right now about that last episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So should we should we get into it? Should we get into the finale? Sure.
1: Where, so what do you? Where's your? Where are you emotionally with the finale?
0: I, I. So I watched it completely by myself sure. in my apartment, lights off, mm-hmm. just these two hours back mm-hmm. to back, and I knew whenever. She screams, and the lights go out at the house. I said out loud, that better not be the fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a long enough... There was a long enough just kind of pause with a black screen that I thought maybe we were coming back. Yeah. And then, of course, the credits rolled. And then I was just like, god damn it. But, like, I loved... I loved. It, it was not out of... It was more out of, like, a Marvel than... Yeah, anger. you just want more. It's you know, just like, yeah. this
1: is a show that leaves you wanting more. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would say... That I thought the end of the seventeenth episode, so mm. the the penultimate hour, sure, um, was a more effective ending.
1: Well, I think it ended; it was effectively ending the existing storylines. Yeah, yeah. So the existing plot threads, and then, and the next one felt like it was setting up a new chapter in this mm-hmm. weird world. Right. Um. So I don't know if they're they're He's thinking of another season.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't know. People ask me that, like, is there going to be another one? And I was like, there could be. I mean, that you know? that
1: effectively, that ending, either it could set something up or it could just be effectively just be a Lynchian ending. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, uh, catching people up, if you haven't, I'm just going to, I'm going to spoil the, the ending of the 17th episode for everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Cooper essentially gets to travel back in time and stop the murder of Laura Palmer by uh, appearing to her in the woods where she gets murdered and leading her away from the <laughs> eventual scene of the murder. There, uh, go ahead, go ahead. So,
1: my friend Ryan H. Walsh um, couldn't call in. He says the phone's busy. Yeah. So, he wrote, he texted, not texted, he uh, tweeted at me and said, The phone is busy, but I'm wondering if people who messaged you on OKCupid are more like Mr. C or Dougie, in your opinion.
0: <laughs> OK, let's okay, hear it. So, I hear from
1: <laughs> a lot of dirtbags on OKCupid. Yeah. And, I think they think they're Mr. C but they're actually Dougie oh yeah but they're the Tulpa Dougie before the Cooper switch <laughs> right yes
0: <laughs> the big fat Dougie with the green jacket yeah like the yeah.
1: scumbag Dougie you know that has the gambling problem <laughs> and yeah with the getting a, and a ride to work <laughs> from
0: prostitutes yeah <laughs> yeah I mean they could be like the Cooper Dougie in that they are empty vessel mediocre white men.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's you know, I think they're kinda they think they're Mr. C, but they're a combination of Canitata, Coop and um and pre uh pre switchover Dougie.
0: Yeah. And thank you for the question, Ryan. I apologize about the phones. Yeah. Uh we are we are working on it. <laughs> um I would say uh, to to uh, um, uh, about the the finale. So he's he appears to her in the woods. Mm-hmm. He leads her away from the crime scene. She says, "I saw you in a dream." So mm-hmm. she goes with him, and he's leading her by the hand. Right. And we get that we get this montage of her body disappearing on the beach where it's sure. found. And uh, Jack Nance just gets to go fishing instead yeah. of finding the body, and it's this triumphant moment. And then it goes on for just a little too long for you to feel comfortable. Yeah. And they're walking through the woods and it's dark and he keeps looking back to see if she's behind him. And then he looks back and it's just his empty hand. Mm-hmm. And she's gone. And you hear the scream and then you're just looking around in the woods. And then those credits roll. It was it was just a gut punch, Maggie. Yeah, it yeah. really got me. Yeah. Because there's that whole it, it uh, reminded me of uh, Major Briggs has that line. I think it's in the finale of the second mm-hmm. season where he says his greatest fear is that love is not enough.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: uh, it it, uh, it just like it got me right there. It was a <laughs> realization of his worst fear. <laughs> but then, of course, who's to say? I've seen all kinds of basically the 18th hour compli- complicates all of that. Right. And uh, that uh, they are reunited somewhat. And he he, he takes her to uh, uh, the Laura Palmer house, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to reunite her with her mother. What do you think was that was supposed to accomplish? I think that was the only thing that doesn't make sense to me that I wish would have made more sense is that what his what he was trying to get out of that journey.
1: I guess when they retconned Lara Yes Um When they retconned Lara never being murdered, they just like switch the fabric of time, like that alter it so much that I don't know. I mean Yeah. I just you know, there's a lot of like themes of this um in Lynch where it's like trauma fractures your identity. Mm-hmm. Um and we're living in a dream and like yeah. was this happening you know like were they in cooper's dream were they in lara's dream yeah and it's hard to talk about this about sounding like an idiot like, yeah I know.
0: <laughs> I know i like i was making my show notes uh uh during the week and i was like how much in the weeds do i want to get with yeah. like the theories of what happened plot wise but uh, it feels like a- it
1: feels like you know like like Mohall and drive where it's like this is a mobius strip this isn't a point mm-hmm. a to point b kind yeah. of plot line yeah yeah um But it's kind of funny, my friend Lars Castine, and I were talking recently and um, he said, we were talking about like the idea of like, like when you explain a dream and it's, and it terrified you, but it sounds so dumb when you tell someone what happened. (laughs) And so like, like, you know, like, oh my God, a shark jumped out of the TV and like, oh, that sounds dumb. That sounds funny. like, no, it was scary. Yeah. (laughs) But that kind of is the same effect, like trying to explain what happened in a in like Twin Peaks yeah. where you're like okay so this guy had this magical green glove and he just punched the evil orb oh and, and you're like what the
0: hell that was so insane <laughs> <laughs> that moment in particular that was the only time in the finale that I was like come on <laughs> like, <laughs> But it, Bob just need to be punched really hard
1: but it's like the idea that we're like yeah I'm on board for this guy with the magical oh totally yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, it's just like yeah, it's just like trying to, like, explain this show to people is like trying to explain a dream to someone.
0: Yeah. Where yeah.
1: you're never going to recreate it and you're, it's just going to sound kind of silly when mm-hmm. you try. Totally. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the the best, now that we've had that disclaimer, I'm just going to yeah. go go completely in the weeds with yeah, uh, the finale. The best yeah. explanation I've heard yeah. is that you've got Judy, right? Mm-hmm. Who's this uh, evil, the mother of all evil, basically. Yeah. Uh, Cooper is able to stop the murder, Mm -hmm. but she whisks Laura away to this other timeline Mm -hmm. that Laura then travels to, or that Cooper then travels to, Mm uh, to try to basically write her story in both of these existing timelines, which is where the, the, the line from the giant, uh, two birds with one stone, Mm -hmm. uh, comes from. Okay, That's the best explanation I've gotten. It doesn't answer everything right? <laughs> but it's what it's how i'm gonna make peace with <laughs> <laughs> the like plot point a to point b well, of the, the show yeah and
1: it was just something like cooper just seemed kind of hardened when they switched over yeah like um like he still had the moral imperative of yes. agent cooper of like you know they're harassing that woman yeah, yeah no i gotta save i gotta bring laura back but he had like the kind of intensity and like violent impulses of mr c mm-hmm. and i noticed that um the shots of, like, the highway before it goes back to um, uh, Laura Dern and Kyle McLaughlin in the car, like, those were the same shots that always, like, headed, like, Mr. C driving.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah. That's very good. What is, what is Lynch and driving down roads is huge yeah it's huge for yeah. him. it's clearly yeah. like it's in everything it's in yeah. just about everything he's done but
1: something about that, that stretch of highway that kind of just like and it's just ending just leading it to darkness it's just oh, like yeah. yeah it's so it's so terrifying it is
0: i mean i driving alone at night is something i hate yeah i hate yeah. so much uh like even even with other people in the car, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, <laughs> we're like, even if it's like my friends and I listening to music, like coming back after like yeah. a party or something, I'm like, this is, this is the part of the movie where bad stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we're having too good a time. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I get it. I get yeah. the, the driving on the highway alone thing. And then there's the, there's a great, it's just the simplest uh, possible sequence in the finale when the he's driving with Carrie Page the like Laura Palmer yeah. substitute I guess uh, mm-hmm. and there's there's a car behind them and there it follows them for just like long enough for it to be suspicious and then it goes away and like how many times does that happen to you yeah
1: yeah that's great yeah it's um, so simple what year do you think it was
0: uh, I don't know if I can go specific year right. but I I, def- I would say current day is okay. that enough of an answer I mean I've, was I've when, also when seen just like, what year is this yeah yeah, I don't know. I also don't. I also have no answer for why that's the question that we ended it on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I can't even guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: that's where I am with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I just I had this routine like on Monday mornings where I would just like read like five recaps. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I didn't discover unfortunately till lately the um the the art forum. Recaps. Oh yeah. Have you been
1: reading those? No, I read the film drunk recaps. Oh They're cool. Really I'll check those out. Too. I'm not film drunk. Um, film school rejects. Sorry. Film oh school, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They're really comprehensive. They're just like, that's where I would go when I just didn't like, because like Firewalk with Me isn't as fresh as my in my mind, and the old series isn't as fresh in my mind. Right. So um, that's where I go to be like, oh, this is a callback to this in Firewalk with Me and
0: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely got all of that from. Uh, like the, there's the one in the in the finale of mm-hmm. the the owners of the house that was once Laura Palmer's house. Yeah. The the names they give are mm-hmm. like Black Lodge spirits. I guess yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so if we, I guess we could zoom out for a moment. We've been talking about uh, we've been talking about Lynch like in general. You, you're yeah. you're a fan, I'm yeah. guessing in yeah. in uh, in general. Um, do you have a favorite movie? Mulholland well, Drive. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That That's one's great. It's so scary. I think it's also like. It's the most thematically complex of his movies that I've seen. And I think it has his, like, what he can do technically is at its most on display Mm -hmm. there. um, With, like, the the shift in narratives, like, what is it, like, with half hour to go in the movie? Right, right. uh, Everything goes out the window. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well,
1: um, also, I think there are a couple scenes in this, um, in The Return, where, like, uh Janie E is dressed like her Mulholland Drive character. Yeah. And um I think it sounds seemed like she was playing Janie E like her like um Betty was practicing the audition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Very much so. It yeah. was it was was kind really of
1: like, lens created and it's like kind of enforces that shared universe theory with Mulholland yeah. Drive and Twin
0: Peaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I people had I'd heard people say like uh that she was like surprisingly bad. In the show, Naomi Watts. No, I thought she was great. And I thought she was amazing. There's that yeah. great scene where she talks down the the strong arm. Yeah. Guys oh in my the god, park. that was incredible. That's great. <laughs> like she is going for it. Yeah. In that scene, it's amazing. I think I really, I think I really like when actors are a little over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like it's just it's more like Al Pacino and everything he's done scent of a woman on is like it's so watchable to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must love heat. <laughs> I do love heat. Yeah.
1: She got a great ass. <laughs> yeah, well
0: my favorite is uh, I'm very angry <laughs> 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 It's like it's so funny.
1: I think his character was supposed to have a coke problem and it never really made oh, really? It into the
0: <laughs> they cut out all the scenes that justify his behavior. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where it's just like <laughs> What do we got? What
0: yeah. do we got? <laughs> bon voyage,
1: motherfucker! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can
0: ball my wife if she wants you to, but you do not get to watch my color television set. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the hour is just going to be. Yeah, new. we're going to do Pacino lines for Pete. Okay, great. It has Perfect. nothing to do with what we're talking about. Perfect. At all. Perfect. Ah, uh, so. Uh, We're talking about Lynch in general. I read a really interesting uh, uh, Rachel Syme. I think it's Syme. S-Y-M-E is is writer. She in the New Republic, she wrote the following about uh, Lynch when talking about Twin Peaks. Okay. Lynch's work passes through the so bad it's good wormhole and out the other side, often obliterating the question of quality altogether. It asks you to wonder what the hell you just watched and then to wonder whether or not you had the powers of perception to grasp it. And it all begins with the eerie truths that lurk beneath normal American life. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this. I, uh, I feel like it is getting at something that people talk about with Lynch a lot, mm-hmm. which is like buying into this auteur theory, everything is happening for a reason right, thing, right. which I feel like is kind of dangerous yeah. in criticism.
1: I kind of feel like,
0: but I think a lot of people feel this way. I about kind of him.
1: feel like his movies aren't supposed to like his work. is I mean, I'm going to sound really corny and pretentious. Yeah, when I say this, but I don't think his work is so much supposed to be solved. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like a puzzle. It's kind of like something you kind of experience emotionally. I feel like it was maybe lets him off the hook a little.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, like I there, there's the the famous. Um, David Foster Wallace profile on on Lynch as he's making uh, Lost Highway. Uh, I remember, like, I read that for the first time this year. Right. And it was, uh, I remember being surprised at how, like, it was more of a praising tone than I imagined. Right. Uh, I expected, like, a little more i don't want i was going to say i expected a little more critical thinking from david foster wallace (laughs) (laughs) that's a horrific sentence Uh, but yeah i mean i think uh i think a lot of people do feel this way about his work and that they don't it doesn't need to meet the same uh criteria that we apply to other things and i guess lost we don't need you know we're lost
1: i think needed to explain some stuff (laughs) yeah
0: and i think he i think if he has a flaw it is that he's the opposite of a superhero movie, which is that they they would maybe sacrifice, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, interesting or experimental like visual stuff for uh-huh. a story, and I yeah. think he, I think a lot of it is is pretty incoherent. I mean, Lost Highway is maybe my best example of this, where like the last half hour and all the stuff with Robert Blake is yeah. all like super fascinating and mm-hmm. uh, memorable and everything, but you have to wade through other stuff that is kind of samey and you yeah. know doesn't really hit that mark uh to get to it
1: yeah well i mean i think i think lynch has plenty of flaws i'm gonna yeah. that. like i mean his worlds are very white
0: <laughs> yes i mean yeah. the only
1: significant black character we really see in the return is a you know a sex worker
0: right and she's yeah.
1: naked and we're interested you know it's just i mean his worlds are very white and he falls too much on sexual assault mm-hmm. as like for source of drama yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so, I mean, you know, his female, he's not, you know, the feminist, I...
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: um, but, I mean, th- these are things, like, it's, you know, it's... I kind of love his work regardless, but it's definitely... Yeah. You can't ignore the fact that how white, you know, like, how, like, racially homogenous... Yeah. ...his uh, work is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They They... This is another reason to check out the art forum reviews because they the oh, yeah. first one they they address this pretty head on. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah I uh, am not smart enough to relay the arguments. Now, okay but it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it and going oh cool, <laughs> or <laughs> w- w- reading it and going oh cool. Yeah. Um. Now since we're talking about uh uh Lynch, we should talk about Gordon Cole. Oh yes. Who. Uh, had so many great lines. Oh
1: my god! This
0: uh, and I, if you would so indulge me, mm-hmm. I have clips ready to count down the top five. Uh, oh,
1: wonderful! My personal top okay. five.
0: And if I leave any out, you can by all means sure, uh, jump in. So the first one is uh, the one that's become somewhat of a meme, where he watches uh, the evidence of the murder, and this is early on, and mm-hmm. says the following: What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> And tra- just his voice is insane. Yeah, yeah, it's an insane voice.
1: Yeah, I remember like like hearing like reading about a, a Twin Peaks panel. I guess at Comic Con uh-huh. when in, whenever anyone would talk about David Lynch, like any of the actors, they'd always do an impression. Like, yeah,
0: could- yeah, it's a uh, it, it. I don't. We were talking about it yesterday. The the, the accent is like impossible to place. Like, I, yeah. he's from Ma- Montana, so there is a Midwestern like golly G right. element to it. Exactly, but the high pitch is like it's otherworldly. Yeah, yeah. Number 4 in the countdown. Okay. This is the scene where he has the French woman in his apartment. Oh, and like, uh, yes. <laughs> and so she's putting she's like getting putting her shoes and, and sweater back oh, on. Oh, jeez. He's watching her and says,
1: "Très chic." <laughs> <laughs> Albert is the most patient man in Al, the universe. You know, the Albert. great late Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. Oh, bless him. I'm incredible. I'm so sad that he didn't get to see this.
0: I know. It's yeah. so, such a shame because he is so good yeah. this whole season. Yeah. Uh, there's one line where like they're just, it's when they go and find uh, I think it's Ruth, whatever oh, Davenport. it's, Ruth Davenport's yeah. body, and uh, the guys like describing what happened to the body, and he goes. What happens in season two? <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheesy. But he nails it. Yeah. Number three. This is the David Duchovny scene. Okay, great. Agent, And when you became Denise, I told all your colleagues, those clown comics, to fix their hearts or die. <laughs> <laughs> fix their hearts or die is, uh, you know, words to live by. Yeah. Number two. This is uh, from my other favorite episode, uh, part eleven, mm-hmm. where they they go and investigate the site where they found Ruth Davenport's body, and Lynch, uh, Gordon Cole almost gets sucked into the oh yes to yeah the, to yeah. the uh, I guess the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. This is after they after uh, Matthew Lillard's head explodes.
1: Okay.
0: He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he has no head. Yeah, <laughs> he is sitting in the back of a car. With no head, and this is this is number one. This is uh, this is an easy one. Oh yeah, I this think the- I
1: know what this is gonna be.
0: And last night I had another Monica Bellucci dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was ex- okay. I was expecting um, when Albert goes, you're getting soft in your old age. Goes, oh, oh sure. Yeah, not where it counts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, <laughs> so insane.
1: <laughs> <sighs> well, I was watching it at that uh the. I was watching it at that party at Alphaville and mm-hmm. someone yelled, it's your boy, after he said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is that is maybe the only appropriate response. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> His, the line, last night I had another Monica Bellucci dream as if yeah. it happens all the time. And you
1: can see like the exasperation in Albert's face. He's <laughs> yeah. like. Another most, one? Yeah. Just, like, the most patient FBI agent in the world, ever. Yeah, Albert. yeah. Okay, so this kind of brings me to another point. It's, like, I kind of loved how spoiler-proof this show is. Oh, like, my God. Like, people could tweet things happening, and it would not affect my desire to watch her. Not
0: one bit. Not like, someone bit.
1: could just be like, all right, let's... Because I didn't watch episode eight in real time, and if someone's just like oh, so this lizard just crawls in this girl's mouth. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm still watching that shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to watch it more. <laughs> it's not like Game of Thrones, I guess, where like if you no. learn a plot point, it's like everyone's angry at you.
0: Yeah, there there was... I keep bringing up these art forum reviews, but the best yeah. thing they were saying how... Uh, they're there for... What was it? Seven weeks, I guess. They were, mm-hmm. um, they were airing one after the other. It was like Twin Peaks at eight and then uh, um, Game of Thrones at nine. Mm-hmm. And it was... It, you go from the question of like, oh like what was the what was the little frog bug that crawled into that girl's mouth too yeah. like the question on your mind goes from that to how'd those ravens get there so fast <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> like you're it's, it's much more about like mechanics and plot than yeah. uh uh than the more abstract thing. Not that that's bad. Yeah right, right. I, I I watched the season of Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, you know what? I've never I've never watched Game of, I tried watching Game of Thrones. It's never like connected to me. Yeah, but sure, my I feeling mean, is like if plot is that important to the show, like just knowing what happens and maybe the show isn't that good. Yeah. Like if it's like going to knowing something that happens ruins the experience, oh, yeah. and maybe the show isn't that good.
0: I I, I could not agree more. Yeah. <laughs> uh at, at this point, I've just I started watching it in college and it's just like I got to see it through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are in for the long haul. Yeah. Um but uh but did did you like Mad Men? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Mad Men was a lot the same way where like if someone told me what was like the plot things that happened and it wouldn't really matter that much. Yeah. Because it was so much more about like mood and atmosphere. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. I love it so much.
1: Yeah. That's another one. People could like post GIFs and stuff like on Twitter while an episode's airing. And it doesn't ruin anything for me.
0: Yeah. There yeah. were moments in the in, in the return that reminded me of Mad Men a lot. There, oh, were, yeah? some, uh, there were some interiors especially uh, like of the bars or restaurants where the FBI agents would hang out especially that like. Uh, there was a lot of attention to detail, and it was right. like going for a really retro look. Oh, that um, that
1: like mid-century modern house yeah. that the gangsters lived in. Yes, the, the, the oh yeah, bad men. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I know that he Lynch has said that he loved Mad Men. Yeah, he loved Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Uh,
1: oh, Breaking Bad, you could see in the Las Vegas storyline.
0: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that that sequence the um where Cooper as Dougie has the cherry pie in the box and goes out to meet the, yeah. the Mitchum brothers and there's there are a bunch of wide shots of it's like a it's like a standoff yeah uh i mean that was informed by the western genre of course but sure, uh, yeah. it very much reminded me of breaking bad well
1: just or just like the whole premise of this like kind of this guy this middle-aged guy who's weighing over his head and some you know some dark stuff yeah um the shrew wife <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> yeah okay <Little kid. laughs> who's blonde yeah yeah, yeah. sunny jim man
1: Oh man, Sonny Jim!
0: I liked all the scenes with Sonny Jim. Yeah, he was great. There's one where they they're playing. It's just like a twenty oh, second thing.
1: When they're playing catch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nails oh, him right. So, in the see, chest. that's why I love Dougie so much. Like
0: <laughs> Dougie, Dougie, was great.
1: <laughs> or like leading him around of coffee. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was amazing.
0: Uh, so we're coming in on uh, the last couple minutes of the show now. Oh wow, Maggie, really? We've blown right past it. Do we want to do like final thoughts? I guess. Um,
1: I want to know, like, what, how, what your reaction was when Coop finally came back.
0: Oh, it was of uh, utter joy. Yeah, I was like
1: doing karate kicks around <laughs> yeah, my room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well,
0: because he, the way he sits up in the hospital bed, mm-hmm. uh, I, I knew that the line that he was back. When he's hundred percent. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about Kyle McLaughlin's performances in the show. Is like yeah. you knew he didn't even have to say, he didn't have to say a word, and yeah. you knew it was it was the old Coop. And then you got my favorite line was, uh, give me one of those sandwiches. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, so that was one of the best things about uh, the Dale Cooper character was just like how much he loved <laughs> his food. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the coffee obviously has become yeah. this like iconic thing. But uh, uh, he's just he's always happy to be where he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, just kind of like there's a kind of he's firm, but kind. Yes. Like, it's yeah. that kind of the way he's so polite, like just like ordering people around. But it's like this, like. Kindness that I yeah. feel like only Kyle McLaughlin can
0: totally really
1: embody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, are, i It's surprised there are very few actors I think who could pull off that level of kindness with like credibility. Yeah. And does. still
1: it's interesting and it's still interesting and engaging yeah. and it's not like a not like a doormat or like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean the, uh, the there are so many there's part of what was so interesting about the show when I first saw because I saw Blue Velvet before mm-hmm. I first started watching was how close he is to that the character we think he is in at the beginning of Blue Velvet. Right. Of right, like right. this uh uh just this like very like all American, nice, handsome, mm-hmm. like perfect dude. Yeah. Uh yeah. and then we start, you know, obviously the track that each one takes is very different in terms of <laughs> the layers that you reveal, but I mean he pretty much keeps that core throughout. Yeah. yeah. I mean you could see, you could make an argument for uh the like splitting of his identity being some kind of um uh, comment on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, but we, we get to see a little bit of the old Coop in this season and yeah. I think it was just the right amount to be yeah. honest.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's where I stand on the Cooper's return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Maggie, thank you so much for coming back uh, to the show.
1: Colby, thank, always a pleasure. It was
0: really fun to talk to you. I hope uh, for the listeners, I, I hope we didn't uh, nerd out too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to uh, do, do a little bit of uh, business here at the end and say that uh, we took no calls this hour, as regular listeners will no doubt notice. Uh, but uh, we're, as, as has become a theme for my occasional updates on this program We are experiencing technical difficulties (laughs) (laughs) with the phone system, uh, but I am pretty confident that it will be back uh, next week. I don't want to promise it, but um, that's that's all I'll say is that I'm pretty confident it'll be back next week so we can go back to taking calls. Uh, in the meantime, again, Maggie, thank you for coming by. Oh, I
1: love I always have a blast.
0: Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you, people can find you on Twitter, at Maggie Sirota. Yep. And uh, Sirota's S-E-R-O-T-A. Yep. Anything else you want to uh, uh, encourage people to check out while you're here? Uh, Maybe Deathin- these art forum reviews of
1: uh, uh, You <laughs> of should definitely check out. I think the um, <laughs> the Film School Rejects recaps of um, Twin Peaks are pretty great. Um, you should also read my site, deathandtaxismag.com. Every day, and I think that's all I have to plug right now. No, perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks
0: again for coming. And people, as always, can uh, find me on Twitter at Colby J Smith. Uh, We will be back next week at the same time, and we'll be back for the weeks after that. Excuse me, excuse me for that again. Technical difficulties, as always. Anyway, we'll be be back next week. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That whole thing was so good. Um. Yes. Come back next week. We'll be back at 10 o'clock. We were followed now by Points of Order. They will be here momentarily. In the meantime, what other way could we go out, Maggie, than to The World Spins by Julie Cruz? Yeah. Thanks again, everybody. We will talk to you next week.